This is episode 87 of the Strength Running Podcast, all about supplements for runners and how to dial in your nutrition for better performance. Hello there, I'm Jason Fitzgerald, and it's great to have you with me again for another episode. Today's topic is nutrition for runners, and more specifically, whether we need supplements. There's probably no other area than nutrition that is so full of myths, misleading ideas, and rumors, partly because nutrition for runners includes so many aspects of what you eat. To begin with, there's your day-to-day diet. The debates will probably rage on forever on how to fuel your training from keto to high carb, whole 30, and everything in between. And at the end of the day, simple whole foods are your best bet, not following specific restrictive rules on quantity and substance. Now, on top of that, there's a general sense that running means you need extras in your diet. You've probably heard this, extra iron, extra protein, extra whatever. And runners frequently turn to supplements to satisfy these needs. If you do a quick Google search on nutrition for runners, you're going to get tens of millions of articles and blog posts, not to mention a lot of advertising dedicated to convincing you that as a runner, you need to add specific nutrients to your diet. And because of this, you'll see some common supplementation in the running community. For instance, some runners might turn to amino acids to reduce muscle loss and aid recovery. Creatine and amino acids are incredibly popular in the athletic world, and in fact, according to the National Institutes of Health, they're the most common supplements among athletes. Protein and energy supplementation are also pretty popular. In a survey of U.S. college athletes, 41% reported taking protein powders, and about 29% took energy shots. But what's the truth on supplementation? I'm sure you have questions Do you really need to add all these extra to your diet? Should these extras ever come in pill or powder form versus whole foods? And are there differences between men and women when it comes to supplementation? Now, look guys, I wanna be completely clear. I am not a registered dietitian, nor do I play one on the internet. My conclusions and recommendations in this podcast are more in line with that of a journalist. I'm using my judgment as a running coach, but more based on reporting by a health journalist I hired for this project, specific questions asked to Lauren Manginello from New York City, and also from dozens of conversations I've had with other registered dietitians. So at the end of the day, what supplements do runners need? Now, it's a given that if you want to perform your best, you have to eat really well. What isn't a given is that runners are going to turn to the right sources for those valuable nutrients. And according to Lauren Manginello, our dietitian, real whole food is the answer. In other words, the old advice to eat the rainbow holds true. This doesn't have to mean measuring your foods or dissecting which nutrients you're getting from what foods either. Varying your diet from day to day with a wide range of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, Lean meats and dairy can pretty much ensure you're getting a healthy balance. But if you like to crunch numbers, if that's your bag, then you can drill down to a much more detailed level. Consider these recommendations from the Dietary Guidelines for Americans. Athletes require adequate daily amounts of calories, fluids, carbohydrates. We all know that. Protein, fat, vitamins, minerals, etc. Now, if you look at the macronutrients, here's what athletes typically need. For carbohydrates, 
you want about 1.4 to 4.5 grams per pound of body weight. For protein, it's about half a gram to nine tenths of a gram per pound of body weight. And fat is going to be 20 to 35% of your total calories during the day. So at the end of the day, runners don't really need any supplements. But there's a but. If you're still not convinced that you're getting what you need, or if you are feeling off on a consistent basis, you have some options. You could consider a trip to a sports nutritionist to truly dial things in and see if you have any deficiencies. And then you can add in a physician's visit and you can get a really holistic picture of your health and any nutrient deficits that you might have. Start with blood work, which you can do with a doctor's order or these days, popular blood testing kits like Inside Tracker. And for our podcast listeners, if you go to insidetracker.com, code STRENGTHRUNNING is going to save you 10% on any test. So these blood testing kits are going to give you a really good picture of what's going on inside your body. Then you can turn to your doctor for her advice on how to boost anything that you might be missing. So in the winter months, for example, you might be a little low on vitamin D. And this is where either boosting foods with vitamin D or taking a supplement can play a good role. Now, why might this particular nutrient be something worth considering for runners? Vitamin D is essential to bone health, and if you're training at a high level, lack of vitamin D might lead to a susceptibility to stress fractures. Now, I think a lot of us know Dina Castor. She's one of the United States' best female distance runners, and she famously had to drop out of her 2008 Olympic marathon when her foot fractured. She later learned that she was using a lot of sunscreen very religiously, and it prevented her body from absorbing the vitamin D it might have from the sun. So that weakened her bones. And this is a case where supplementation, preferably with a doctor's orders, would have really paid off. And if you're female, you suffer from a constant state of fatigue, you might want to look at your blood work to check iron levels. Iron is a mineral that allows red blood cells to transport oxygen to your working muscles. So clearly a very valuable nutrient for runners. And a drop here might impact your ability to perform. It might make you very, very tired. Now, the average requirement per day for women is 26 milligrams, while for males, it's only 10 milligrams, and that's according to the National Nutrition Council. Now, your doctor and your dietitian can make specific recommendations on how to make up this deficit and help you determine if supplements are the way to go or not. And if you're looking for food sources to boost your iron, the best sources are red meat, oysters, eggs, and leafy green vegetables, though admittedly, iron isn't really absorbed that well from plant sources. Now, if you couple these foods too with something rich in vitamin C, you're also going to help increase absorption. All right, now let's talk about protein. Is protein supplementation necessary? Now, I think if there's one macronutrient that has captured the attention of runners in the past few years, it's protein. Runners are constantly bombarded with the message that more is better, and in an effort to speed recovery and boost muscle mass, everyone seems in a perpetual hunt for protein powders and recipes and amino acid supplements. But again, what's the real truth here? Well, if we speak to our dietitian Lauren Manginello, she advises athletes do have increased protein needs. However, consuming adequate amounts of carbohydrates and fat is important as well. Each macronutrient is important. I usually suggest having a protein, carb, and healthy fat source at each meal for balance. Plus, our bodies can only absorb so much protein at one time. 
A registered dietitian can look at your current macronutrient intake ranges and make suggestions for optimal protein intake. And if we use some of the estimates above that we talked about previously, then this would give you your estimated protein needs for the day. For example, 80 grams of protein and consuming those 80 grams of protein over three to four meals. So in other words, about 20 to 25 grams at each meal. This is gonna maximize muscle protein synthesis. Now, keep in mind that more does not equal more in the case of protein or really any macronutrient. Every athlete is physically unique and training differently. Many other factors are gonna come into play as well. How much you sleep, legitimate dietary restrictions and allergies that you might have, and all the other day-to-day -day life stressors that you're experiencing. Ultimately, you're probably eating enough protein, but if you doubt you are, even after using the formula we talked about before, you might wanna increase your dietary protein sources or get some protein powder. Now, as runners, I think it's easy to start thinking that we all need to eat the same running-specific diet, but humans are the world's ultimate omnivore. And just as your training program will vary from others, so too should your diet and what you add to it. And unless you know for certain through blood work or your doctor's orders, you probably shouldn't pop a pill or start adding all these supplements to your diet. Keep in mind that so many other factors are going to impact what you need. Like your gender, men and women are going to have different needs with regard to supplements. Age may be a factor too, as masters of runners, particularly females, may need to focus more on bone health as hormones fluctuate. And likewise, pregnant or nursing moms still actively running may have different deficits as well. So pay attention to how you're feeling from one week to the next. Training hard and maybe you're feeling tired, maybe you do need to add a nutrient, but don't assume. Sleep and recovery methods might be all that's necessary. And just as your training changes from season to season and year to year, so too do your dietary needs. You might have very different needs in winter when building a big base versus summer when you're taking some time off. And if you already eat a colorful, varied, nutrient-dense diet, you might be happily surprised that you're investing in what I like to call a performance multiplier. Performance multipliers are training strategies that multiply your efforts. They give you several benefits at once, which make improvements a lot easier, and they carry virtually no drawbacks. Just imagine that you start going to bed an hour earlier. You're gonna recover faster from your previous training that you've done. You're gonna to adapt to that training more effectively, and you're gonna feel better during your next workout. But the benefits of that extra hour of sleep don't just stop there with your running. You're gonna improve your mood, concentration, focus, and the many attributes that comprise what I like to call mental fitness. It's also gonna help you live longer and boost your ability to lose weight. A healthy sleep habit is a performance multiplier that improves many aspects of not just your physical health, but mental and emotional health too. Just do that one thing, get more sleep, and you'll get a whole host of advantages. And better nutrition is one of the best ways to magnify growth and accelerate your progress with running. That's because when we look at it, what does a good sound diet do for you? Well, it'll improve your general health, your feelings of well-being, you're fueling every run, every strength session, every cross-training workout that you do. It'll boost your energy levels throughout the day and increase your body's ability to recover from all that exercise. And the best part, there are absolutely no drawbacks. There's no disadvantages or negative side effects of eating well. 
you're not going to get sore or fatigued or risk an injury. I am so bullish on proper nutrition for runners because there is no downside, only upside to eating a more nutrient-dense diet. And if you feel like your diet isn't what it should be and you want it to feel better and run faster, I think cleaning up what you eat is a no-brainer. In fact, I recently spoke to a runner named Jody who was in just this position. She wanted to run a marathon, but she was experiencing chronic feelings of low energy when she was trying to run higher mileage. As you can imagine, that makes training for a marathon pretty dang hard. And she just wasn't sure what to do to figure things out. So we started working together and soon the fog lifted. She actually started feeling better, not just when running, but the rest of the day. Here's what she told me. She said, quote, I felt so much better in all aspects of my life and had so much more energy, not only on my runs, but just overall. I was not just learning to fuel my body for running, but for all aspects of my life. End quote. I love that. That is amazing. The principles we talked about today can help any runner, no matter your age, ability, weight, mileage, whether you're hurt or not. We're all runners, aren't we? Now, Jody took advantage of our no-nonsense, very comprehensive, holistic nutrition programming to transform her running and how she felt on a daily basis. Now, in particular, I want to highlight two of these principles to help you dial in your own nutrition. Number one, simple is king. Now, look, if you want to assign a score to every morsel of food that enters your body, then you'll have my blessings. But I'm not interested in calculating my macronutrient percentages several times a day or keeping an ongoing calorie log of my diet. If you're like me, you'd probably rather cut your own grass using a pair of your kid's scissors. There's a simpler way with no calorie counting. You don't have to worry about a score or stressing about your carbohydrate percentages for the day. It's not only more enjoyable, I think, but it's more sustainable. Adherence rates, after all, plummet with complicated, complex diets. And runners shouldn't really ever diet when they're training. They should just eat better. All right, principle number two, eat foods for energy. Nutrient-dense foods are going to fill you up, but nutrient-poor foods are often going to leave you famished just an hour later. We've all had that experience, I think. We've gone out to McDonald's or Burger King. We've had a huge fast food meal, and we finish it. We feel a little gross. And then what happens an hour later? We're hungry again. Now, why does this happen? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, processed foods like that generally have far less fiber than real foods, so they're digested a lot faster. They also generally have a higher sugar content from you know, the white bread, the soda, and the fries. So that will spike your insulin and it will result in a crash, inevitably, that leaves you wanting to get your blood sugar level back up. And all that sodium, all the salt, it might make you feel very thirsty, which is often mistaken for hunger. Now, a runner's diet can't have too many empty calories. They're not gonna satisfy you the same way that a balanced meal with whole foods will. And each one of those meals should include each macronutrient. Healthy fats from things like fish, nut butters, avocado, olive oil, Greek yogurt, Complex carbohydrates, the less refined the better, and lean protein. When you include every macronutrient, rather than just one or two, you stay full for a lot longer. We have a lot more nutrition Q&A, detailed case studies on other runners like you who've made this transition, and example recipes and mistakes to avoid at strengthrunning.com nutrition. I hope you'll check it out if one of your goals is to dial in your nutrition and eat for performance. Thanks for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And I'll speak to you soon.